Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Welcome to episode eight of Batman Animation, a Batman on Film podcast, revisiting the animated adventures of the Cape Crusader. I'm senior contributor Javi Trujillo, and joining me is the whisperer of weather, the son and my son records, the founder of BOF, Bill Jet Ramey. Bill, is it cold yet in Texas? It's 52 this morning in the DFW. So. Relatively speaking, that can be considered cold. Compared to 110 just a few months ago, yes, that was cold. But no, I'll take 50s and high 70s, low 80s anytime. But yes, we are nice. We are still looking at low 90s in Central Texas, unfortunately, for the weekend. And then Monday, someone's throwing the switch and we're going to be in the mid 70s for a high. And I cannot wait if you hit if you dip down into any mornings in the 50s yet yeah i think so okay yeah but i mean that's that's short-lived yes i understand it but um i mean we've had some like yesterday it got up it was it was flirting with a 90 it was 88 89 yeah but it was much cooler this morning and I think it's only going to be low 80s today. But oh, and I think we, lucky. How we we got like a, maybe is it this weekend? There's like a, we're getting into the 40s. So I'll turn the fireplace on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't see that until like Tuesday morning. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, we're in the, in the, yeah, in the mid 60s at night, but. Today, we, you and I are going to talk about another Batman animated series, not Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. but we are going to discuss Beware the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my goals, one of my personal goals for doing this show, at least at first, is just bouncing around and trying to hit at least one of every 
the series until we start doing more and more deep dives into the shows proper. Um, and you were kind of interested in this from the start, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Beware the Batman, which originally aired July 13th, 2013 on Cartoon Network. And it has a bit of a of a troubled history in that it it took over for the brave and the bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to go into more serious tone with it, uh, especially this is a year after the Dark Knight Rises, and also at the time in animation, it, they were there was a big push for more CGI animated shows. Um, the traditional style had been kind of falling out. You had your Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Lantern animated Lane series Randall, was Green CGI, Lantern, yeah. uh, and that just seemed to be what where the trend was going. And DC followed suit with that, and thankfully we kind of bounced away from that back to a more uh, traditional animation style. Uh, but because of of that, it makes the series unique in that it, it doesn't look like any other animated show before or since. No. But it also led to a lot of problems, and the show only lasted one season. And not only did it last one season, but after a couple months, like it just kind of got pulled from the Cartoon Network morning yeah, lineup. Yeah, it was a weird. I think they they messed up. I mean, like Brave yeah. and the Bold was a was in Friday night primetime <clears throat> when it would, and that was that was fine. I have no issue with that, but it. Brave and the Bold could have just as easy have been a Saturday morning show. Yeah. But they, but Beware the Batman, clearly it was probably more suited for like a Friday night primetime, you know. Which it day. eventually got. Yeah. When they wound up pulling it from Saturday, they put it on their adult swim block. Yeah. Which was more appropriate, I think. But then that became the problem. There, there wasn't a toy line to support it. Like I, yeah. me personally, I don't have any Brave and the Bold toys in my collection. Um, my son has a few of the regular figures, and then some of the smaller. Um, I don't know if they were Imaginext or something, but he's got like a Sportsmaster and a Green Arrow and a Blue Beetle and a couple of other little. Mm-hmm. Uh, figures that don't really have articulation but i i didn't get anything from the brave and the bold personally and with beware the batman they had one figure i think i was talking with um peter about it Uh, there's like a dc universe um wave that just had batman like we don't get he never got you know the villains from the episode we're about to talk about yeah um, none of his supporting cast. It's just this one Batman figure. And then once they switched to um, Adult Swim, then it just got canceled unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. And they wound up dumping the remaining episodes on, uh, I think, a marathon. And I, I haven't even finished watching it. And at the time that it came out, originally I didn't have cable. So I was buying these either from iTunes or watching them at work where I did have cable and <laughs> trying to catch it on a Saturday morning. Um, so I haven't seen the back half of the show still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently bought the uh, Blu-ray. They're pretty much made on demand through Warner's service. 
so I've had the part one for a while. And just recently I went and bought mm. part two because these days with streaming and content wars, it's like, you never know when something's going to get pulled. And I wanted to have it on my, on my shelf. So hopefully as we go through these episodes, you know, I'll, I'll finally finish the show. But did you watch this live when it I first did. aired? I you covered did. it. Um, I was really, I was impressed. I liked the style because it was different and it was pretty, pretty good animation in my opinion for a yeah. television production. Um, and I covered it and then it went off the air and I was like, what, you know? And I only, I don't think I end up watching it on adult swim, but I did when they released the Blu-ray, the two Blu-rays, as part one and part two i finally watched the the the, i guess the back half the second half of the series Mm -hmm. and i just don't think they gave it a chance you know especially yeah they they pulled it from from its original time slot pretty quickly um and then aired it like you said on adult swim and then it just went away and they end up airing the remainder just you know like we already talked about but um i wish they gave it a little i mean god the you know like the batman got five seasons um the brave and the bold only got three and then this one got barely one if you want to look at it you know how they pulled it but yeah um you know the brave and the bold even had a took a uh, kind of jabbed at the powers that be when it went off the air uh, prematurely. I think they would like to have gotten another season out of it. If you ever watched the last the last episode when they're tearing yeah. down the set and stuff, it's pretty yeah, pretty funny. So anyway, not to get on a brave and the bull kick here. So, but um, well, even this, those. No, go ahead. I'll just say this, and this has been the last animated series that we've had. Um, and we're waiting on the Cape Crusader, so we'll see when that come, where where and when that finally airs. Yeah, eventually they did um, Justice League action, which I haven't seen too many of, and I don't think it's on HBO Max. And those are more of um, like the original Teen Titans Go, where it was like a half an episode block is really just one episode. Yeah, um, they're more like ten minute shorts, and yeah. I, I haven't seen all of those. But at least Kevin Conroy's back. But it, it's weird to think that it's been almost a decade since we've had a solo Batman TV mm-hmm. show. Um, and even if you compare it to the recent Blu-ray releases, where we've had a remastered Batman the Animated Series, a remastered Batman Beyond, like they've gotten these great collections. Even the Batman's gotten one, um, but beware of the batman just kind of got dumped with no extras yeah 2.0 um dts audio so it's it's pretty bare bones but you know at least it's out there so the synopsis for this episode from imdb reads batman goes up against professor pig alfred hires a bodyguard for bruce wayne a japanese warrior named katana which all right spoilers for what's coming up in episodes to come uh, the cast is Anthony Ruvivar as Batman. Uh, I'm pretty unfamiliar with him. Jeff Bennett is Simon Stagg. J.B. Blanc is Alfred. Brian George as Professor Pig. 
Udo Kier as Mr. Toad, Sumali Montano as Tatsu Yamashiro. And this one I was happy with Kurtwood Smith as Lieutenant James Gordon. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're a fan of Robocop, he is Clarence Boddicker and he's just, he's got a great voice. Gary Anthony Williams is Michael Holt. Um, we'll talk more about him in a little bit. It was written by Mitch Watson, directed by Sam Liu. So I, I like to look at like Batman history and, and, and put these episodes into context. And we talked a little bit before about the circumstances surrounding the release of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Pig and Toad debuted in Batman and Robin number one, which was June 3rd of 2009. So only four years until they made it to the small screen. That was part of the Batman Reborn launch. I don't know if you remember. It was post-RIP. Mm-hmm. Batman was dead. Dick was Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was written by Grant Morrison with art by Frank Quitely. Um, so similar to when Lauer, I'm sorry, when Haas and I did the Bane episode of Batman the Animated Series, there was a really short turnaround time that felt like uh, to get these characters um, to the screen, which right off the bat gives this series... Um, it, well, it separates it from the pack. In addition to being CGI, uh, having villains that we've never seen before in animation um, was a good way to establish the show. Um, and speaking of introductions, like there is a great introduction to Batman in here. Um, yes. They use a lot of shadows and smoke and he's interrupting just two guys uh, doing the heist of a van. Um, and it's such a great setup because it shows Batman using knowledge for intimidation purposes and how physical he is too. What wrote, did you think of this intro? I wrote the uh, great opening action sequence in my notes. Very, very Batman. I mean, it's like, like core Batman at his core, you know, take it, you know, uh, intervene in a, in a heist and taking out two, two robbers you know really good i mean very grounded and very very batman <laughs> you know yeah. and and you know just to make sure you know this is a new show i mean they have the bad guys say the title of the show yeah in in the episode what is it what do they say oh yeah beware the batman beware the batman so yeah. but i mean um and they really just differentiate this iteration from the brave and the bold uh, because both are very intelligent people and very smart. Um, but like this Batman gets injured. I can't recall the brave and the bold one getting hurt necessarily, but here this Batman goes all rigs. If you're a lethal weapon fan, uh, his shoulder gets dislocated in the fight and he shoves it back into place himself which later on when he's at Wayne Manor and walking around without a shirt, you see like bruises on him. So Mm -hmm. it feels very, very Christian Bale, very Batman begins. Um, And the bat suit I thought um, was very movie-esque. Like, and what I mean by that is at this point in time, all Batman is worn from, you know, once Adam West turned in the cowl forward is a black suit. Mm Mm-hmm. So this Batman is is all black. All black. Ju- even, even his bat is black with just a gold utility belt. And, you know, this is a year after The Dark Knight Rises. So he's very much 
still in that cinematic mold, I think. And with the animation, there's also like a sheen on the suit. You know, it's not, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, the, you can tell like the there wasn't a sheen on the Robert Pattinson suit. It was yeah. very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sheen. <laughs> I, don't know. I know, I know, I know. There's a word. Dull. With, yeah, uh, with the you know, you could see that with the way they were constructed with 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 the molded latex and the in the rubber from the suits from from Keaton on through the Dark Knight Rises. There was always a little sheen on them when it was lit, so you kind of had that replicated with this animated series. Where where do you rank this bat suit among like other animated iterations? Hmm. Uh, I I can't say that like I have one that's like a favorite because I mean they were all with you know um from Batman the animated series through through um brave and the bold they weren't completely all that different from each other i mean they were designed a little different as far as just how they were drawn but they i mean they had the underwear on the outside and the you know yeah. utility belt and i you well, know even though I, I would just real quick i'd say that probably i really liked um and I wasn't a big fan of the Justice League animated series, but mm -hmm. I did like the way Batman looked in it. Yeah. I, I liked it was more of a kind of a nod to the to the you know the original Detective 27, you know, ears were a little longer and and out, a little sleeker. I liked wearing the Batman suit. It was I think it was a little bit more um like you said, it was kind of a they're going with a movie vibe there for what we have seen. So I have no complaints on it. I don't remember my initial reactions to it other than um, it was kind of hard to see at first because of the resolution that I was watching it in. Yeah. Um, and looking at it now with 2022 eyes, I find it really refreshing to see like an all black suit. Mm -hmm. Not that I, I don't like, the gray and black takes we've gotten recently in the last decade, but uh, there's something very nostalgic for me to see like a movie style uh, color configuration. Cause to this point, um, Batman's animated suits have been like you've said more of a classic look with like either the blue and gray or the black and gray um, often with a yellow oval, which, which I love uh, go team yellow oval. Um, but it's it's kind of nice to see this differentiation, and because of where I, where I'm rereading right now, when Batman comes back after the whole Night's Fall, Night Quest, Night's End, and then he goes away again, and then when he finally comes back in Troika, he comes back with a new suit that was supposed to be at the time more of um more of a movie look, like yes. the, the Panther suit from Forever. And I don't really feel like they nailed it completely. Like they weren't consistent with it and they didn't stick with it for very long. Um, 
but this is more in line with that where he's he's just all black yeah it's um i want to say that suit i think we first saw it um that would have been um kelly jones mm-hmm. art right yeah kelly jones. uh it had some like it looked like it was like it was like he was wearing like a unitard that was there was no um detail you know what i'm saying on the suit yeah. itself and you had like you, you didn't see where the gloves ended you know on his forearms and it had the the, the spikes the talons or the scallops you know, yeah scallops and he had these two scallops on the on, like on his shin on his area where like where the boots yeah. were i remember thinking yeah because i like i'd prefer the all black um personally um but um yeah this is that's kind of reminiscent of that of that suit back in the early 90s uh so that's yeah that's that's where where my head was at with it this time uh and it probably made it easier for them to animate too because there's not a lot of detail if it's all black um as for pig and toad they don't sound like uh, what i would have expected um, like they've got some really talented actors behind the voices. Um, but in the comic version, Toad is more, he's got more of a carnival background. And uh, Professor Pig is inspired from Pygmalion. Uh, but I never really got like the the whole British or Wind in the Willows vibe from him. Um, and Pig in the show is just, he is just a Hulk of a character versus the um the comic is more of a regular sized human shape Mm -hmm. maybe a little overweight at times depending on the depiction um but the visual for toad i think is pretty spot on with with the comic book yeah it was um i remember speaking of that they they released when they when they first released the original promo information it was like they were making a concerted effort to go with villains who we hadn't seen before and previous animated Batman series. And yeah. so they, yeah, pulling them to be not, I'm not a huge Grant Morrison Batman fan. There's I, I can, there's some things I like, some things I don't. Yeah. Um, I can't say that professor pig and Mr. Toad are, some of my favorite Batman villains, you know, sometimes there's a, they create a new character, a new villain that you go, yeah, that's, that, those are really, that's a really, that's really good. I just never, never got the Mr. Toad thing, like being a frog, you know? I don't think he, I don't think he's had any other iteration other than this one. Yeah. Um, versus pig we've seen in the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he on Gotham? That's a, that's a Peter Vera. I question. have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he's he definitely showed up in season three of Batwoman. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it it's cool because I appreciate adding new rogues to the roster. But and you know that I'm a Morrison fan when it comes to Batman. But I think that you know there's Bane level characters mm-hmm. that get introduced. And then you, I think Pig is more of like a mid-tier Batman villain. 
Um, he's good for a story every now and then, but he's not, I mean, obviously he's not going to be joining the ranks of Riddler and Catwoman yeah. and Penguin anytime soon. Um, unless Matt Reeves like pulls a fast one and just blows us all out of the water. Yeah. To provide a surprise professor pig in, you know, the Arkham series or in, you know, the Batman three or something. Sure. Um, uh, and they, they're going after Simon Stagg, who's got some pretty deep DC ties, uh, going back to the Brave and the Bold 57 in January of 1965. Are you familiar with Simon Stagg? I, other than this, no. Okay, he's the... Kind Unless of you like tell me villain. something I read that I didn't realize that he was... Yeah, that was he's him. kind yeah. of like a villain or an antagonist more so for Metamorpho. Uh, Metamorpho... Okay is in love with Simon Stagg's daughter. So they've got a history there, which um, as you know, we go on with this show. There's a lot of seventies, eighties, Batman, the outsiders influence to the show, which again, it, it sets it apart from other mm -hmm. iterations. So as we'll see with um, Tatsuo later on, like we kind of have like a lot of Batman, the outsiders influence in this show. Um. And like just going in, in general for the villains, like we get Magpie later on, we get Anarchy. I I like how we get, you know, some of the lesser used people, but like it, the show never gets a chance to show us what their Joker would have been like. Mm -hmm. And and I I appreciate them branching out, but at the same time, like you want to see what this Batman's Joker was. And, sure. I mean, yeah. I think the cl the closest they got with classic villain was um, Rayshad Ghoul. Yeah. So, and that wasn't really fleshed out all that much, if I recall. But um, I just like that Professor Pig is fun. That uh, just had a, I had a hard time with this Mister Toad, especially he has some kind of black canary type of of uh sonic crime yeah yeah sonic that, cry thing going on was like okay that was not you're, in the comic to my recollection you're like in you're like a literally a frog and you have this black canary power <laughs> so yeah uh, that wasn't really my thing yeah uh wayne manor when we see it it's just gigantic yeah like it's like almost a mountain type cliff location yeah it, it's huge and sprawling it's got to be the biggest one we've ever seen mm -hmm. in any iteration even talking comics it's huge and uh, when we meet alfred um are you familiar with like the peter sellers like pink panther movies i wrote down that it it that uh, when we we're induced introduced to alfred it reminded me of cato and specter clouseau Yes, that's that was my thought too, and I haven't seen those since I was a boy. But but it wasn't for that. That was a bit they were doing in those movies. It was you know comedy. This one yeah. was this one was a more serious version of that. But yes, I wrote yeah. that down. <laughs> Alfred goes after Bruce while he sleeps. Reminds me of Cato and Inspector Clouseau. Yes, yeah. And this Alfred. Um, I want to feel that I want to say that he's got maybe an Earth One influence, and I don't know how you know long it took to animate, but 
uh, Earth One Volume One dropped July of 2012, and this is a year later. Um, so it was definitely in my mind in like when they were announcing the show. This Alfred isn't so much a butler, though he does serve as one. He's more of a bodyguard, and he's former MI6. Yes, which you know, for me, always I always like my Batman and Bond crossovers. Um, what did you think of of bald, hulking Alfred? Because he's he seems like he's bigger than Batman. I like the Earth One backstory of Alfred. Mm-hmm. I like that they used this, or apparently they used had to be an influence because it's yeah. just too similar. You know, the military. I like how they incorporated it into the Batman a little bit that we know Alfred had a military background. I don't need Alfred to be, you know, thin balding with a pencil mustache to be Alfred. Um, we've seen Alfred look different in, on, in the movies. Um, and it's the same here. I'd like the fact they did something different with Alfred. So it seems like he's more of, he was like head of security and they kind of went with that, you know, uh, like I said, in the Batman, we know that that Alfred had a uh, military service background and yeah, I had no problem with it. It kind of reminded me of uh, who did he remind me of that actor who Jason, Jason Statham a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 I can see that a little bit. Yeah. And Alfred, has always had a a vague military background, at least from the Mm -hmm. comics I remember as a kid where he was in the army, like a medic in the army or something. But, you know, throughout, well, I know he had way back in the day, he had been like, he was an actor at one time, you know, but this is the more military service than was an actor. Yeah. So the more recent version of they've uh, in different, uh, like most comics and whatnot, he's, they talk about you know his uh military background spy background which i lo- i kind of like that with alfred you yeah making him more than just a butler for sure and you know what time it is i think it's time for a word from our sponsor bill let's go oh 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 o'reilly you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. So we they're they're in the Batcave, Alfred and Batman. Actually, before that, Bruce is walking around without his shirt on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got nipples. Yeah. I don't know if they're bat nipples, but he's got nipples. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember any fan outcry 
like we did with the the suit that we see Batman's nipples in the show, but but they're there in their their CGI glory, and uh, they head down to the Batcave uh, because there's a video they're analyzing. So we get to see their Batcave. It's pretty sparse. Uh, there's not a lot of trophies in there, mm-hmm. uh, and they're analyzing this video that leads to a clue uh, of who the next victim is going to be, which is Michael Holt. Uh, do you know who Michael Holt is, or do you are I, you familiar with him? I am not familiar with Michael Holt either. All right. Well, Michael Holt, I was surprised. He first appeared in the Spectre, Volume Three, Number Fifty Four, of June ninety seven. Okay. Um, so I I didn't know that he, deb- or maybe I'd forgotten that he debuted in the Spectre. What, what I know Michael Holt from is the JSA. He is the second Mister Terrific. Um, after terry sloan and he is billed as the third smartest man in the world in the comics and he's got like a fortune to rival lex Luthor and bruce wayne uh which we don't get any hint of that in the show but as as a fan easter egg i i appreciated it Um, it's interesting those are deep pools those two other characters yeah so eventually we get uh he gets kidnapped along with simon stag um and and batman tries to interfere with the kidnapping and goes on a chase in his batmobile Mm -hmm. which uh to me reminded me of and this predates it but if it's similar to any batmobile to me it's closest to the bvs batmobile in as much as it's just it has a really wide stance mm-hmm. uh, what did you think of this this batmobile um well now that you mentioned that i probably would agree i mean clearly it looks like you know it's a batmobile and it they use the um the the, the technology the cgi technology to really you know Batmobile it up, if you will. So, I mean, it had two big exhaust, jet exhaust things in the back, you know. So I, I remember thinking, yeah. well, it must be pretty damn powerful car here with two of two of those flaming exhausts. So yeah. Didn't I didn't think, oh, that's awesome, or or oh, that sucks. Either way, it's just it was the Batmobile. Yeah, it it doesn't stand out really to my mind either. There's um we were at an arcade recently and I got to sit down and play that Batman arcade game from, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. And it's basically like you're racing the Batmobile through Gotham doing different missions and you can pick which Batmobile you're going to be in. And it's got, you know, Adam West, it's got Keaton's, it's got the Tumblr, it's got the animated series, it's got Brave and the Bold. And all those are very distinct visually, and I mm-hmm. don't know if I would be able to pull this out of my head, out of a hat right away. I, as, I oh, would, this is the Batman one. Yeah, I could recognize the others, but you're right. You I mean, go, you know of, when you see it, it's the Batmobile, but other than that, yeah. you know. The, um, like, if, if I would have seen an image of this a week ago, I wouldn't have known what it was from. The, the only thing now having watched or rewatched, you know, the first five or six episodes, the only thing that makes it stand out in my mind is it's got like these gold hubcaps. 
Yeah. Um, which matches his Batman suit because it's black with the only thing else on there is a gold utility it's belt. It's got it's got Batman version of Alexa or or uh, yes. or uh, what I want to um kit from uh Knight Rider, you know, it's got yeah a, a voice um modulate something that you know that that speaks computer it speaks to that batman can converse with so yeah and you know somehow knows to analyze buildings that batman's going to yes driving over there and And calls him and calls him batman yeah it it, that part definitely felt very saturday morning Mm -hmm. to me um which is weird i mean and we'll talk about this as we do more episodes, but like the tone of this is when it comes to Batman, I feel like it's really serious. Batman is treated. I I feel very respectfully, but Mm -hmm. some of the characters when it comes to like villains or just random um, non-comic characters tend to be a little more Saturday morning, silly for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, But uh, we get introduced uh, to Tatsu uh, Yamashiro. Uh, she first appeared in the Brave and the Bold 200, which was July of 1983. And uh, most people will know her as Katana. Mm-hmm. She's got your back. And uh, she's another one of the outsiders. And uh, Alfred brings her, tries to bring her in uh, for a mysterious assignment. Um but as she drives off, he gets attacked by Pig and Toad uh, because they're looking for Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And they kidnap Alfred as well, um, since Bruce isn't there. So their whole plot revolves around um, hunting those who drove off the animals that once occupied the wetlands in the area uh, with their business deals. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, unique for these characters, because that's not something... The Professor Pig in the comics is not ecologically minded, let's say. He, he's he got like some weird Dolatron fetish where he like surgically alters people to try and make him, you know, his perfect mind, which would not work on a Saturday morning cartoon no. show. So I get why they changed it because it, it, especially if you played like the Arkham games, um, where it's more of like a body horror type situation, like that's not going to translate. Mm-hmm for cartoons for kids um and the the bat computer you know tells batman that there's methane gas in the area making it ripe for explosions so it it sets up that there's a great um there's a sense of danger there as batman's trying to rescue holt and stag and alfred who are all tied together uh with chains um trying to make it through this underground layer of pig and toad yeah, and they're all and it's like booby traps all throughout. Yeah, as it, you know, they're making their way, which which definitely makes it feel Batman. Like it, it's nice to have. You want to have Batman going against booby traps, and even when he goes to rescue him, he's kind of climbing up all these stairs. Like anytime you see Batman going up like this impossibly tall thing of stairs, I I can't help but think of eighty nine true yeah there was yeah. a lot of stairs in that movie in that, in that church tower yeah you should probably do a podcast talking about batman 89 i don't know i think that makes for a good conversation here soon yes but uh 
something that this show does differently. I mean, it's definitely uh, self-contained episodes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's like a, a serialization to it. Where there is things carry over. Like you, you can put on any episode of the Brave and the Bold, any episode of the animated series, and just you can just jump right in, unless it's like a two-parter. But with this show, like you can't just randomly throw one on if you've never seen it before because everything builds on it. And in this, Alfred breaks his ankle, uh, saving Holt and Stag, which has ramifications throughout the entire series because this whole episode, he's trying to tell Bruce how he wants to be out there more in some capacity and, and help him out. Um, and now he's got a broken ankle, so he can't do anything other than stay at the manor. Like he can't even really, you know, chauffeur him around. Um, it's just one of many aspects that the show does that that kind of builds upon what you know subplots came before. Yeah, there's a it's there are self-contained episodes, but have a continuing storyline going on. So that you know they hint at Gordon. Uh, we only see him what is it's a TV oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Gordon. Lieutenant Gordon. And then, like you said, we had the mysterious phone calls between Katana and Alfred. And then at the end, we find out what what her purpose. Uh, well, she she accepts the job that he had offered her and uh, introduces her. But, I mean, that and, uh, of course, Batman comes in. Uh, helps save the three guys who are being hunted by Toad and Frog. Bombs start blowing up, and you know it's kind of reminded me of the the factory in Batman '89. You know, yeah, a little bit. And of course, um, we don't know what happens to them. But Batman says, "I'm sure we'll see uh, uh, Pig and uh, Professor Pig and and Mr. Toad." some some somewhere i'm paraphrasing but you know you and i'm yeah. saying yeah down the line yeah. somewhere so he's telling us well you basically get he's telling the audience okay they didn't die don't worry we'll see them you know we're going to see them again we know they escaped and that's very that's a very comic booky type of you know thing where you, you the villains should die whatever uh uh event happens usually it's something blowing up or whatever but they manage to escape and we see them again in another in this in this way another episode or another co- issue of a comic book yeah that yeah that pretty much brings it to an end um i don't know if it's worth mentioning or not that they're the uh in terms of like firearms because of it being Saturday morning, um, they're they're definitely they have guns on this show, mm-hmm. but they're more like they're not tasers per se, but they seem to shoot some kind of like energy bolt, and I think they definitely have like some kind of clip if I'm remembering, or maybe I'm thinking of another episode in the future, but um. Yeah, they're, they're, it definitely plays more into the, the Saturday morning aspect of it, where it, it's kind of like a, a laser gun, for lack of a better term. Well, but yeah, but you're right. Batman mentions in the beginning um, how many shots he has left. 
Yeah. And then, then does tell him, you know, uh, mentions his clip or, you know, reloading or whatever, you know, he had it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say also they, um, there is a little bit of a very small, uh, character arc for Bruce Wayne. Batman is that in the beginning, he's, um, telling Alfred, Alfred has to separate Bruce Wayne and, and Batman and he can protect Bruce Wayne, but he should have nothing to do with Batman. And at the end he says, can't protect Bruce Wayne without protecting Batman. So, um, he's allowing Alfred to do his job completely at, by the end. Yeah. Um, bringing this thing in for a landing, what is like your favorite moment from this episode? I like how it opened up the opening sequence. Like I said, it's very Batman. I thought it was well done. Batman to the core. And, um, I think the series looked really good. I was, um, just thinking back when I first saw it, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, either despite my misgivings for, um, uh, that Mr. Toad, you know, <laughs> Batman fighting a frog, but, um, uh, I would go on, you know, I prefer that you could, you could have told this story with, a, with different set of Batman villains, you know, uh, you could even use classic Batman villains if you had wanted to, but since they made this effort, they brought these to have newer ones. They brought these two relatively new characters in, but yeah, I say, um, this my favorite part I, I enjoyed the the episode overall I thought, I thought it was a good introduction to this batman and i liked the opening sequence with batman and the two the two thugs it's something we didn't touch on um what do you think of the uh the theme song to this oh i really like it yeah i like it it's um it it it's more in line with the original theme song from the Batman animated series. I think it was be, it shares DNA with it as opposed to brave and the bold or even, um, the animated series. It's, it's, it's yeah. different. It's got kind of a, a rock pop type of vibe going on to me. Yeah. It's, and, uh, yeah, I liked it. We talked on our last episode that we did together where we talked about the Batman, mm-hmm. the animated show, and how it had two different themes. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one sits really comfortably as a bridge between the original The Batman theme song and the more Adam West inspired theme mm-hmm. song for the second half of that show. Like I feel like this slots in yeah. really comfortably. That's a good that's a good um, take. Yeah. In I between agree. the two. Sure. Sure. With you, and, uh, with you on that. In, in hindsight, too, it's it's funny because it, the the main credits are um, very red, which, as we all know, is you know the primary color for the Batman. Yes. The, the movie. Yeah. Any any other final thoughts, Bill? No, I'll just say I'll say again. I thought it was a good introduction to this uh, depiction, this interpretation of animated Batman and um i just i covering it i i enjoyed the series and i was i was disappointed when it when it uh got pulled and i wish they'd give it a little bit more time so 
hopefully over the course of this um, Batman on Film podcast, we'll be able to discuss a few more episodes of Beware the Batman. I just thought this one was the, you know, since it was the first uh, and it was the, the first episode of the series that kind of like the pilot, if you will, that would be good to discuss that. And instead of jumping in like, you know, uh, halfway through, you know, uh, yeah. some episode, because there is the, oh, you know, the, the storylines that continue on. So maybe if you haven't watched it, I would get, you know, if you got HBO Max, uh, check out Beware the Batman. And then if, there, if there's an episode you want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, I think it, it's like 23 or 26 episodes. So, I mean, you can binge the whole series in, in not a lot of time. Yeah, they're, they're 21 um, Compared minutes. to like, yeah. yeah, trying to watch, you know, some of the other shows that have, you know, three, four, five seasons. Um, you can get through this pretty quick. Um, but yeah, like like we've discussed before, like you with this show, you kind of have to start at the beginning. You can't just randomly throw one on willy-nilly. Um, but I, I, like you said, I think it's a really strong intro, um, to this series and this tone, the, the CGI for what it is, I think is really good. The mm -hmm. style of animation, um, it, it definitely sets it apart from every other show. Um, although I don't think I, I want, I'm glad they didn't keep going this way. Um, I'm glad that we've stuck with more of like the drawn look as opposed to the CGI stuff. Um, but it, it's it's definitely worth checking out and it has some unique elements to it um, that, you know, one of the things I love about Batman is all the different flavors and iterations. And it's yeah. to me, like these different styles of TV shows are no different than having a different creative creative team on a book. Yeah. Like or a different of title. Katana becomes his first partner, you know, yeah. in, the, in, in this version of, of Batman. So again, if you haven't checked it out, that's just give you a heads up. He ends up, Katana becomes his, his sidekick. Yeah. And that's not a spoiler. I mean, you know where it's I mean, going. It's, it's pretty much in the marketing and sure. she's in the yeah. main title sequence. So yeah. it's already spoiled from you, yes. you know, right from yeah. the jump. So well, Bill, where can people find you? You can find me at Batman on Film. Just go to batman-on-film.com and that there I am. You can find my social media stuff. You can find you know things I want to plug. You want to advertise. You want to become a you know Patreon, whatever. Batman Podcast Network. It's all Batman on Film. Just go there. I I also am in. Batman on film. Uh, last week I had Batman versus Robin number two drop, which is um, definitely becoming an interesting series. Um, if you want to see a fan favorite Batman character, that uh, you should go check out that book. I won't say any, any more about it. Um, so that way you can enjoy it. Um, and as of this recording, I've got reviews coming up next week for Catwoman and the conclusion of Batman the Night by Chip Zdarsky, uh, which I have been enjoying. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I'm around at Javi True on Twitter. The Bond is Not Enough on Instagram. 
Uh, you can head to the jamesbonddossier.com for my reviews for the new 007 series um, by Dynamite Comics. And um, yeah, Batman on film, though, doing these podcasts. The only thing, I'll, I'll plug, yeah, I'll plug one more thing. We are finishing up with um, our chapter by chapter discussion of Matt Reeves, the Batman. We have one chapter left of the movie. And then we are, but we're not done completely. We are, we are finishing up, but we're going to also cover the credits. And people say, cover the credits. There is a shout out to several creatives in, in yeah. the history of Batman. And we're going to discuss their influence uh, on the Batman. And also we will do the two bonus scenes. But yeah, we are finishing up the Batman. So check out those shows. That's been really fun to talk about that movie. Um, that detail. I was I was watching um, just as background noise. I had the Batman on, and when the commissioner comes in to the crime scene, yeah, <laughs> and I immediately heard you and Lauer. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I I can't unthink that or unhear you guys now when I watch that scene. So thank you for that. 18, 18 chapters of. Of that. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of That Animation. And announcer Rachel will take us home. Thanks for listening to Batman Animation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batman Animation on Twitter at Batman Animation. Follow BOF on Twitter at The Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film. Authoritative. Definitive. The original. Established in 1998. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.